Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of In Case You Missed It, 31 for those who are keeping count. My name is James, this is your place to get all the week's film trailers, headlines, box office and film news in general. I'm not joined by anyone today, it's a bit of a quiet week, Tommy is not quite ready as well, To he hasn't got his setup ready to join us once again but hopefully he'll be there next week to discuss all the week's film news with you. Um, but so you've just got me by myself this time and yeah we'll start with the trailers it's been a bit of a quieter one but not for trailers the headlines has been quieter because of like i think tiff's just started you know, toronto film festival and i think venice film festival i don't know if that's still going on but it was definitely going on um so there's kind of lots to talk about that in the film world at the moment so it's kind of been a bit quiet headline wise but that doesn't stop trailers coming out, and we've got quite a few to talk about. Uh, so let's go with the first one, which was uh, one that I know I'm very apprehensive about, Terminator Dark Fate. I got to see uh, last... It came, this trailer came out just after we recorded last week's episode, because I was away last weekend. And uh, so we had to record the episode slightly earlier. So we just missed this trailer when we recorded the last episode. Um because it was Judgment Day, which happens on August 29th in the films. So they did a whole thing of re-releasing uh, Terminator 1 and 2 in cinema in some places. And I got to see those on the big screen, which was great. Um, and then they added a trailer as well to go with this and another poster. And I, I've got this problem with the Terminator franchise. And it's the same sort of thing as Aliens. Um, obviously both being James Cameron-y uh, films, I think. That what the first Terminator does well is the horror sort of side of it and the the tense, scary sort of side of it. And it does have some aspects of that in Terminator 2, but uh, it definitely becomes more of an action genre. And I think people are for an action film, and I think that's what people enjoy about it. And it is great when it's in there, but it kind of loses that. When they got to Terminator 3, they just go, All right, we need to make this action y. And you can see that with Salvation and Genesis as well, as they keep trying to one up themselves, especially with each Terminator model and looking at this trailer it's still going to the action sort of thing and I I think that's missing out what I'd really like to see from a Terminator film is just going back to basics just I don't need a new uh, Terminator every single film I, I don't like that no I don't think anyone wants to see that everyone's happy with the T-800 or the T-1000 I think that's what really works and what really sells it I, I, and you can just continue to add a different story and put them in the story that works that's what worked about T1, the first Terminator and the second one the the first Terminator worked because it was just one Terminator, it was just people against that and then flipping, putting in the twist in the second one of the Terminator working and protecting John Connor, that works but the kid, I I'm really struggling with this franchise. I'm not particularly optimistic about this one. The only thing that really gets me excited is seeing Sarah Connor and Linda Hamilton back in this. And that that's the real selling point for this film. I'm, other than that, I'm really sure the new Terminator model is just... It's getting silly. I, I really don't want anymore. They, should, they just need to leave this franchise, I think. I don't know. I've heard the Sarah Chronicles are great on TV. I haven't got around to watching those, but... Just leave it there. I I don't want to see any more from this franchise for a while. 
I, I obviously hope that it's good, and I, I go into everything, and I believe every film can be good, um, given that it's, if it's got the right team, the right people behind it, even something like the Emoji movie could have been great if it had the right people behind it, and sometimes that pays off with like a Lego movie, and so if that, that proves that this is the right team behind it, then it can be great, and there's some really good people behind this film, so I'm I'm kind of optimistic in that sort of sense, but I just don't want this... I will, do I want to see another trilogy of Terminator films? Not particularly. The way I see this going is that this film is going to flop. I really wouldn't be surprised if this flops. Um, so that's a big... Uh, that's a no for me for this trailer. It really doesn't sell me. I'm not excited for it. It tries to put the Terminator music in there, but it just really didn't work for me. Um, the next trailer we got was a longer look at Jojo Rabbit. A little bit more story this time. Uh, for Taika Waititi's next film, we'll talk a little bit more about Taika Waititi in a little bit, but uh, this one it has to be one of the most anticipated for the rest of the year. If you like what you saw in Four Ragnarok from Taika Waititi and you haven't checked out some of his other films like Hunt for the Wilder People, or what was the other one? My head's gone blank as to what the other one is that he did. Oh, of course, um, What We Do in the Shadows, where he really got his name. Um, both of those, Hunt for the Wilder People and What We Do for the Shadows are great, and it's good to see him still being able to do his own sort of thing and being allowed to do what he wants to do. And I like that he could still get to do that. And it looks funny. I, like, I don't, I, I don't want to say too much about it. Just go and check out this trailer if you're interested in seeing uh, Taika Waititi's sort of sense of humour um, and what he's going to do with Hitler. Uh, I'm really interested to see what this film is. It looks great. It looks funny. And it's a, it's a really big yes for me. It's definitely one of my most anticipated. Uh, I think it actually doesn't come out until January here in the UK, which is annoying. I hate it when that happens. Um, the next trailer we got was for Gretel and Hansel. Not Hansel and Gretel. Gretel and Hansel. Not a sequel to the Jeremy Renner and Gemma Arterton one, but a younger cast we've got. Uh, Sophia, who played Beverly in It, uh, the young It, the, the children's It, what, the children's It? No, the children cast of It, the one that played Beverly, she's playing Gretel in this, she's looking after her younger brother, and they, it's the same sort of story as Hansel Gretel, but it kind of, uh, I think, uh, I can't remember who said it. I think it might have been Mark Riley said it on Clyde Live, he said, they kind of get the witch sort of vibes through it, it might have been uh, Christian Rubicabla. Well, it was one of those. Um, but the, they got the witch sort of vibes from it, and it, you definitely do. There's some really great cinematography from that, and that's kind of what's uh, grabbed my interest in this film. Being the really dark, twisted sort of version. Obviously, the story of Hansel and Gretel is quite dark anyway. Um, but to put this, I, I'm not sure how they're gonna, because I, I, from the trailer, it kind of seems like they find the the witch in the uh, forest quite early on into the film um, so I'm interested to see how early on they do find out and how they're going to drag out the rest of the film because you imagine it's going to be about 90 minutes um, but it looks interesting I'm, I'm really interested to see what to do these sort of horror films can they're sort of a slow burner um, and sort of they it doesn't look like it's going to get a wide release for it um, uh, but it'll be one I'd, it won't have a high budget so it might make his money back depending on how word of mouth is but these sort of horror films with the hardcore 
horror audience, um, they normally go down. We'll hit if it's good or not. We'll definitely hear about it. Um, so this is a yes for me. My, uh, I was gonna say first yes of the week, but no, I, I'd give a yes to Jojo Rabbit. I don't know if I said that. Um, the next trailer we got was for Bad Boys for Life, the third Bad Boys film. They shouldn't have named the third one with the when the, this one's got four in it. Um, it doesn't really make sense to me, but I. I'm very apprehensive about this trailer. It starts off um interestingly. I don't know what I don't I still I feel like this film's going to flop. You look you see it's coming out in January and that's normally when uh distribution that's when they put it it sounds like this film got made cuz Will Smith got the fans to say we want to make this. I don't think I think it's might be Sony, I don't know. Um, who distributing this film, and I think it's Will Smith wants to make wanted to make this film. He, the fans wanted this film, obviously. Some young directors who haven't really done anything. I would have been perhaps more interested if Michael Bay uh, could come back to do this one. Um, as much as I don't like what he eventually did with the Transformers franchise, I think Michael Bay is obviously very talented, um, and. But I appreciate giving it to some young directors, and I, I like I'd like to see Hollywood start doing that, taking risks on direct, risks on directors, and giving these younger ones a chance. But uh, that being said, I really don't know. It looks like they're trying to copy Michael Bay in some ways. That uh, that opening shot with the Porsche, it it looks very Michael Bay, and it's shot the same sort of way. Maybe it's just an homage, and maybe they're just trying to keep it in that same sort of world and same sort of uh, colouring, that sort of thing. And in this trailer, the jokes didn't particularly land for me. The action looked decent, I th but I can I already feel like the villain's going to be forgettable. The story doesn't look particularly interesting. Don't get me wrong, you don't go into this sort of film want, needing a story. You want, you're there for the action. And it's just a minor sort of action with quite a great chemistry between Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. That's why you're there for these sort of films. Uh, but I don't I felt like it it's just I I'm worried about this film. I think it might flop. I think it re I think it's really going to struggle with the box office. It's got January so it might potentially release so it might potentially do well. But I think it might just get lost under a lot and I think after when you've got a crowded December as we always do with the Star Wars and Jumanji, I think it might get a little bit lost under there. It is a while after that, but I think, uh, as Tommy always says, only pe some people only go to the cinema a couple of times a year. And is Bad Boys going to be one of those films? I, I don't think it is. I, from this trailer, I, I'm not I'm not seeing enough there as to why I want to see it. I, there's not enough there grabbing me. The comedy didn't work for me. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe I need to see another trailer for it to really grab me and get a little bit more of the story as to what will particularly work for me. I didn't particularly... I'm worried about that ending bit as well when you've got the new recruits and just doing what every franchise has done since uh, Star Wars came back of just having the old ones kind of sort of be on the sidelines. And I, I, I really hope they don't like do that sort of thing. And maybe that's something they're going to play with in the film itself and like acknowledge that there there's these people that want to take take over the mantle of bad boys or 
whatever. I don't know. We'll see in January. Um, the oh, yeah, that's a no for me. The last trailer we got was for Black Christmas. Um, I could literally say it. it's a horror film about a sorority girl at Christmas, and that's about all you need to know. I wouldn't say watch the trailer for this because purely on the trailer, no, because it. I felt like I got way too much from this trailer. Um, it's not Sony, it's Blumhouse, and I really like Blumhouse, and you can kind of get the sense of their sort of style. It felt very Happy Death Day to me, maybe it's just because of it being a sorority girl and it being a horror film. I got a similar sort of vibe to that. And if it goes along that sort of thing, then it might work, but I don't want it to go... I don't know, I also want different stuff. It looks just generic, and it's really frustrating to see this sort of thing. I haven't watched the original, so I don't know too much about the story, but this trailer really didn't sell me on this. Um, I don't know. I'm really struggling to see what more this film could bring to the table other than just like generic horror. Uh, when I think of horror at Christmas, I think of uh, one that really worked for me was The Krampus a couple of years ago, and I thought that did well. Um... But, I don't know. I really don't know. This one is another struggle for me. We've got, out of the five trailers this week, this being the last one that I'm going to talk about this week, uh, it's going to be a majority of no. Which, I wonder if that's the first time that's ever happened on this show. Out of 31 shows. I really, I don't know. I'm tired of generic horror films. I want to see creative stuff. I, like That's why Gretel and Hansel works. It's not, a, obviously, a story that... We know, but it looks like a different sort of take on it and having some creativity to that. And I think that's really what works. And I don't... When did the last time we saw, like, Hansel and Gretel, like, done properly on the screen? I, like, I personally haven't seen anything like that in the, the way they're doing it. But I feel like I've seen a lot of stuff that looks exactly like this Black Christmas remake. Um, but to an extent, I trust Blumhouse to, and see what they'll do with it. Um... That's it for the trailers this week, as I said. Uh, quite a few. There are other ones that I could have added to the list, but uh, sometimes for those smaller films, you just want to let the trailers pass you by and then uh, get to watch it in the big screen. Because sometimes that's part of the job, unfortunately, is sometimes these trailers spoil films. Um, but I won't pass, watch past the second trailer, and I'll never do put those on this show because I don't want to watch them. So if I don't want to watch them, then I'm not going to talk about them. Uh, let's jump into the headlines this week. Uh, again, as I said at the top of the show, not a huge week for headlines with uh, film festivals going on. It's that sort of time of year. We're getting to Oscar-y sort of season when the, these uh, awards sort of uh, films are coming out. Um, and we're going to start getting... Tra We've got a few trailers for those sort of films already and some ones that I'm really looking forward to. And you'll, I'm sure you'll hear some buzz. I'm sure the big buzz that's been going around is about Joker and the standing ovation that that got. That doesn't particularly mean anything. I know Tommy Wolfson talks about the standing ovation that Batman v Superman got, and we all know how that turned out. Um, trailers, uh, trailers? Headlines this week. The first one... I'm actually quite excited for uh, that Tomb Raider 2 has a director in Ben Wheatley. And if you don't know Ben Wheatley, he uh, directed a few stuff. Kill List, High Rise, and the most recent big thing that he did was Free Fire a couple years ago. Um, 
and I really liked Free Fire. That it's one that I think about quite often, and uh, I get similar sort of vibes from other films, and I think that's a good thing. So to see that he's been brought on, someone who's clearly talented, had uh, success with like a higher rise and Free Fire, to being brought on to do a bigger film that's like I was talking about with Bad Boys. Seeing these two, uh, like particularly those two ones that are his bigger ones, and I, I know Tommy's a huge fan of Ben, we- uh, fan of Ben Weasley, so I'm sure he'll be excited for this news. And Tomb Raider is a franchise that I've, I think I've spoken about on the show. I'd like to see them do more of. I'd like to see this become a sort of female Indiana Jones. I think that works very naturally for this, even something like Dora, um, which I watched a couple of weeks ago. It, it, I got similar sort of vibes from that as it could be a young Tomb Raider for the audience or Indiana Jones. It's a similar sort of adventure sort of film that we don't really get too much nowadays. And I'd really like to see Tomb Raider continue. The first one was good. Uh, so it didn't do particularly well with the box office, but I think if we get if you get talented people behind it, you get um, someone like a Ben Wheatley to do this. I think it it's looking positive for this uh i i don't know too much it looks like they'll continue they teased at the end uh with their classic pistols and um just a classic the her old school sort of look i don't know too much about lara croft and Tomb raider i don't know um but that's exciting i'm i'm really interested to see where this goes we've got a 2021 release date on it now so we've got a couple years um Obviously, only just announced that they'll probably shoot. Uh, maybe if it's he's been announced, we'll probably get some casting over the next couple of months, perhaps. And uh, production, will, I imagine, will happen early next year, mid next year, and then get a, they could release it any time, depending on uh, any time in twenty one. So that's exciting. I'm looking forward to twenty twenty one, as I do every year in film. I know next year's quite a quiet year in film, but we'll get to that more towards the end of the year um what have we got next uh peter capaldi joins the suicide squad now uh this is james gunn's suicide squad uh he said it's not going to be a he said it's not going to be suicide squad 2 and we've heard a lot of rumors about um who's going to be in it and these weird like casting announcements uh as it is i can't remember if we spoke about it on last week's show um We've got Taika Waititi, Peter Capaldi now joining, Nathan Fillion joining. It's a really interesting cast that James Gunn's assembling. Obviously, James Gunn's a big name now in Hollywood, and a lot of people want to work with him, so it's not really a particular surprise that he's managed to get all these people to come on board. What is interesting is getting these smaller sort of people, like Peter Capaldi, who's not necessarily small, obviously played Doctor Who for a couple of years, um, but these Takahashi's, these Nathan Fillion, I know Pete Davidson's also been rumored. So it's interesting that he's going for this more, seems seemingly more, uh, comedic sort of route. And uh, I think that works if you're going for like crazy villainous sort of people. And I think that could be quite successful. But what uh, it also gives James Gunn the chance to do with small actors is give them uh. These people who perhaps aren't likely to play superhero characters. I know you look at Taika Waititi, who obviously plays Korg and Thor, and Nathan Fillion, who played a couple of characters um, 
in Guardians of the Galaxy. And it gives like a Peter Capaldi is never going to get to be in that this sort of franchise again. Maybe I I don't know how what how this film is going to tie into the DC universe if at all. So I'm really interested to see what this film is, and I'm actually re- really excited for the, this film. Another one that I think is slated for 2021. Um, I'm really interested to see what characters he brings. I think we're going to see some really small, obscure crazy sort of characters something like a kite man potentially i think is 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 very much a possibility in james gunn's suicide squad and i'm really looking forward to seeing what what he does with it and i think it's really going to reinvigorate a lot of the audience who didn't like the suicide squad that we got a couple of years ago uh the other another bit of casting news that we got during the week is the will poulter who uh was actually going to play Pennywise in it when Carrie Fukunaga was going to do it. Um, but when Andy Muschietti came on board, Will uh, Potter also le- left the project. Um, and he's actually going to lead the Lord of the Rings series that's going to be on Amazon. I don't know. Anyone who knows me perhaps knows that Lord of the Rings is the one I talk about the least of all the big franchises because I didn't particularly grow up on it as much. I can definitely appreciate them. But I'm really excited for what they do with this this series, and I'm a big fan of Will Poulter. I really like him, and uh, he's quite consistently really good. And um, I, I think it's a great choice to lead this series. Uh, we don't know what the role is going to be. If like, we did know what the role would be, it wouldn't particularly mean anything to me. Um, but yeah, no, that's just a little headline. Some of the bit of casting is that you just kind of go, yeah, cool. Um, the last headline that came out uh, the other day, what, a couple of days ago, was about the uh, Crazy Rich Asians sequel and how the screenwriter, where's her name gone? Adele Lim, uh, who wrote the first one, uh, she was brought on board initially to write this second one. Uh, but now it's exited the project because of uh, she was being paid eight times less than uh, one of the other screen white male screenwriters that had been brought on board uh, to do this next one, the sequel, whatever it's going to be called, Crazy Rich Asians Two. Uh, I don't know. It's now very interesting to see what's going to happen with this franchise. Um, if it is going to go anywhere at all, uh, it's, I don't know, it is very difficult to know when, I think the first one obviously made a lot of money, uh, it was actually really good, I remember touching on it last year when it came out, and I remember, I think it might have been nominated for a couple of the Insider Awards, the Benjis, and... So in that aspect, it works. It's not it's not a surprise that it got a sequel, um, but when she found out that one of her white male co-writers was making way more money, eight times more money than her, she has exited the project. Which I don't know. It's difficult because the guy who the white male who's writing it probably has a little bit more experience in their agent can say oh this is uh this is how much we want 
to come in and write this film. That's their standard price. Whereas Adele Lim, who's a newer writer, one that hasn't done particularly much work, her agent what would sit perhaps offer a lot lot lower than um what the other one. So I think that is. I don't think it's necessarily a problem. It's just more to do with um, one them not knowing. I think it is difficult from. I think it's Warner Brothers. I think what they should have done initially was say get them on the same, but I don't think that's necessarily on Warner Brothers' part. I think that's more on the agents, sort of. But I don't know. It's a difficult one. It's a really difficult one. I would like, and I would hope that it was the Adele then will come back and something will be sorted. Um, is Pete Lee, uh, the other guy who wrote the proposal. Like, but he has, see, he already has previous experience in this rom com sort of world. And so it kind of makes sense that uh, he was offered more, whereas Lim doesn't have experience. And I'm not saying that... that so the reason doesn't seem to be because of race or anything. I think it's just because of experience, and not at all justifying. I think if they are if they're contributing the same sort of amount, then they should be at the same level. Um, but I don't think it's anything too serious to look into. Um, but I I don't think there's any racism sort of involved there. I think that's just more of a mis sort of communication between the agents and the and the studio and the writers as to what what they should be getting. Um, I don't, again, th- this is one perhaps Tommy knows a little bit more and we'll be able to contribute a little bit more about than uh, than I would. So maybe go and tweet at him for his thoughts, uh, Mr. T.T. Green, uh, and see what he has to say on the situation. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. Uh, let's go into box office. And... Uh, Obviously, the big one coming out this weekend is It Chapter 2. If you haven't already, go onto our YouTube channel and check out my review for that. I was there at midnight to see how that weekend went. And uh, that weekend? Uh, no, that's not the right word at all. The uh, I did the double bill with both of them. The It Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 back-to-back, which was good in IMAX. And... Uh, as we look at last week's box office, um, no particular surprises. Um, we a week before we had Overcomer, which uh, was in third place. This one dropped; to, it dropped to six this week, which um, meant that Ready or Not came in at fifth place. It jumped up, so I'm hearing some good things about that. It got a, a little bit more of a wider uh, theatre count over the week, and uh, that came in at fifth place with 5.9 million. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw in fourth place with 6.4 million. Uh, the Lion King jumping up from fifth place to third place with 6 million, 6.9 million. Uh, Good Boys again going up in discount uh, in second place with 9.5 million. And number one, Angel has fallen, staying in there uh, with 11.8 million. And uh, I'm I'm not going to do a full prediction of next week. I think it'll be pretty much similar if you just move them all down one place and put it at the top. Um, that's probably roughly what we're looking at. 
uh, I'm I'm picturing big things for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction. I'm gonna predict towards a scoring between myself and Tommy. Um, but I'm gonna predict I'm gonna predict over a hundred million opening. I think this is huge. It's one of the most anticipated films of the year. We've seen big openings already this year, um, and it wouldn't surprise me. I think that's over general predictions and what it's been tracking at. But I really wouldn't be surprised. I think it's one of the for a lot of audience members, it would have been in their top ten of the year as to what they were looking forward to. Uh, so that's kind of it for the this week's show. And uh, go and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter to keep up to date with all our news. Go and find us at Fa- on Facebook by just searching Insider Network. Instagram at Insider Network. Twitter at Insider Network underscore. If you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, go and subscribe on there we've got content coming on that we've got an in10 coming out this week from Lewis that's finally coming out and I, I think I teased the last week but it will definitely be out this week we've also got our returning shirt in dispute that will also be out this week and uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube then we are also on Google no we're not on that what are we on we're on Spotify we're on iTunes I think we're on now also as well on Stitcher so hello if you're listening on Stitcher. You might be the first person to listen to us on there. Um, which is pretty cool. Go and like and rate and review and do all those sort of things. Um, uh, you can go and find me on Twitter at Floodgate28. Go and follow Tommy at MrT2Green. And uh, hopefully Tommy will be back next week to discuss everything that he's missed. I'm sure he'll talk all in depth about... Uh, Spider-Man because I know how much he'd love to talk about that and some of this other stuff we'll see what the week holds for us and yeah follow us on Facebook to keep up to date with the film news and then you can join in the discussion in the next episode thank you goodbye